Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. There were some present at that very time who told Jesus of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered thus? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those eighteen upon whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think they were worse offenders than all the others who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he told this parable, a man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, Lo, these three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered them, Let it alone, sir, this year also, till I dig about it and put on manure. And if it bears fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would speak to us um, and that your living word would um, take root um, in our hearts and bear fruit in our lives, not um, based on our merits, but on your mercies made available to us in Jesus, your son. Amen. The gospel we heard just a moment ago from Luke certainly brings up um, a number of questions for us. Uh, clearly, uh, within this passage, which we've heard just a moment ago, um, we hear of the call to repentance. And we also hear the question that we um, contend with, not just people in Jesus's day, but uh, in our day as well, but certainly one um, which would have affected the people in Jesus's day. And that's the question, uh, if things are going well for us, uh, does that mean that God is blessing us? Uh, if things are not going well for us, um, does that mean um, that God is judging us? They uh, brought the question to Jesus about the people um, who had suffered. And, of course, Jesus um, responds to them by asking, were, were these people worse sinners um, than the others um, over here? Uh, and we see in Jesus' response to them, we see in that which we've just heard from the gospel. And, of course, um, we see it in our own life as well. And that is um, the fact um, that, um, that life is um, capricious. Uh, and life can certainly um, turn suddenly um, for each and every one of us. And, and the reality is such that um, when things um, are going well, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, God is blessing us. When things are going poorly, it doesn't necessarily mean um, that we're being judged either. But in all of these things, Jesus um, calls them uh, to repentance. And of course, as y'all now think about the word repentance. Repentance quite literally means um, to have one's mind changed. Um, and I think there's a great necessity um, for us to have um, our minds changed um, about who we are and about who God is. And we see uh, a light shown on both of those things in Jesus's pronouncement here and also in the parable which Jesus shares. And one of the first things that I, I'm sure you all don't um, like to do this, but periodically I like to do this. I think, you know, uh, I'm really, um, I'm not nearly as good as I need to be. Um, and, and I really, uh, it would it would be great if my life were more fruitful 
uh, but I'm thankful I'm not as bad as, uh, and, you know, insert the name of the particular um, person. You know, I'm, again, you know, I'm, I'm not good, but I could be as bad as, as, as so-and-so. And, you know, um, thank you, <laughs> like that great parable that Jesus tells, you know, the Pharisee, I ah, thank you, God, that I'm not like this man, uh, the sinner, Lord, forgive me, a sinner. And Jesus says, of course, who goes home justified, the one who recognized um, his need um, before God. One of the first things that we hear, I hope that we hear, and one of the first things we recognize um, is, is, our, is the need and necessity for God. Now, as, as I mentioned, um, things um, can change so suddenly um, in our lives, uh, and we have all likely experienced the reality of that. There, there is the need for God um, in our lives to be a rock and a stronghold in the midst of so many uncertainties um, in this life, but there's also the reality as well that uh, you and I, uh, left up to our own, um, we, we don't measure up uh, to God. We're not sufficient um, to measure up based on what we're able to accomplish by, um, by our thoughts or um, by our actions. There is our necessity um, for him. There is the necessity of repentance, the necessity um, to be made aware um, of our situation, to be made aware of our need for him and to be um, drawn to him. And of course, the amazing thing is that God in his great might and also in his great mercy seeks us and the gift of Jesus, his son, um, that he might um, intervene on our behalf, that he might call us um, to himself. Uh, an author that I, that I like, I don't know that I'm smart enough to read her, but I, but I really like her work is Marilyn Robinson. I don't know if any of y'all have read um, any of her different Books, but she wrote uh, one of her books. She wrote is entitled. She wrote Gilead, Gilead, for which she won a um, Pulitzer Prize. But she also wrote a book called Home, uh, and it's a it's a fantastic book. And I share that with you because Jesus talks about the people um, who perished, and basically, with the message, um, it's not that one person was worse than another. Um, these people uh, were not spared because they were good, and these people, the tower didn't fall on them because they were bad. The reality is that there's the necessity for all of us. Um, to repent. There's the necessity for all um, to turn um, to God. And we see that God, uh, as Jesus tells um, this parable of the fig tree uh, and the vine dresser, in that we see a wonderful window into um, the grace of God and into the patience of God in relationship with you and with me. And in that book, which I mentioned, Home, Marilyn Robinson writes uh, of the Boughton family. Uh, and there is um, Glory, who is the dutiful daughter um, who had been away but now finds herself home taking care of her aging father, the Reverend Robert Ames, and now she's home and she's caring for him. And her prodigal brother, Jack, um, returns to town, and, and Jack had sort of left town uh, under a cloud of, of secrecy, a, a child um, out of wedlock, uh, and, and numerous other things as well. And, and Jack was one. It's a little town, Gilead, Iowa. And as you might imagine, people begin to talk um, when Jack uh, runs out of luck and he returns home. And, and, and Jack was, in many ways, certainly um, broke his father's heart. And yet um, we see, as, as she so beautifully writes and unfolds uh, the story, um, how much um, the father absolutely uh, adores uh, his son, Jack, how much um, he just can never seem to um, wash his hands of this son who in many ways has caused him so much grief and yet he has so much love um, for his son, Jack. And there's a, there's a moment uh, in the book um, that I think is um, particularly powerful and they, uh, Jack 
Jack and Glory are out working in the garden. It sounds amazing already, doesn't it? Um, they're out there and they're, they're working um, in the garden. And as they're working, um, Jack gets a splinter um, in his hand. Uh, and uh, his, his father springs into action like it's just a, a huge crisis. And he's like, it's only a splinter. And Glory says, well, you know, not a lot happens around here. Um, and so he springs into action and he, he gets the iodine and he gets the needle. Uh, and Jack says, look, I can take care of it myself. And, and Gloria says, no, you know, let me, your hands are shaking. Let me do it for you. And she begins um, with the needle uh, and with the soap to um, get the splinter out of his hand. And uh, as she's doing it, Jack asked her, he said, do you, do you read palms? And, he's, and she says, no, um, I don't. But if I did, I would say that there's a splinter um, in your lifeline. Uh, and, uh, you know, great uh, sort of uh, moment between the two of them. But I, why do I, I, I share all that with you? And, and the reason is this, is that um, within all of us, there is um, there's the presence uh, of our sin. There's the presence of our rebellion from God. There is the necessity uh, for someone to intervene on our behalf. Uh, there's the necessity for someone to turn us. There's the necessity for someone to um, return us. And as Jesus tells the parable of the fig tree, we see the phenomenal patience of God uh, and his desire um, that we would not be cut down, but that we would be restored, um, that we would be um, fruitful, not producing fruit on our own, but a fruitfulness that comes from being in relationship with him. Uh, And we see, of course, the amazing message of the gospel is this, is that Jesus um, is the one who is struck down for us. Uh, He takes upon him um, the sins of the world, the weight of Um, And the burden of that, he is cut down, he is struck down on our behalf. uh, And he, in turn, through what he has accomplished, uh, extends to us the forgiveness of God, the grace of God, the life which is found in him alone. And so even in the midst of what we hear this evening, we hear the good news which goes out to you and to me. Um, We're called um, to bear fruit, but the reality is any fruit we bear comes not by our own production, but being in relationship with him. Um, with the God who gives life, with the God who bears through fruit through our lives by his power working in us. Uh, and we see the tremendous patience of God who desires um, not our death, not that we would be struck down, but that we would be restored uh, and who accomplishes that once and for all through Jesus, through the cross and through the resurrection. So the call is given to you and to me um, again to repent, um, to have um, our mind changed about who God is, about our necessity for him. And in being drawn to him to experience the life found in him alone. And as we hear that this night, let us pray. Most gracious God, we give you um, thanks for your great patience. We give you thanks that you seek us in the gift of Jesus, your son. Lord, I pray that through the work of your spirit, you would draw us um, to yourself. That we might know that uh, you are our strength and our sufficiency. um, That our hope is in you. And these things we ask. In the name of Jesus, your Son, amen.